podcast listeners. If you hear my voice right now, I need you to do something for me. I want you to take out your phone or on your computer, go to Apple Podcasts, search for Ask Your Old Head Podcast. You'll see my, my logo, my little picture, my little image there. Find the show. Please rate and write a review. It's a small thing, but it helps others find this work and find what I'm doing here. And it really, really matters, uh, as small as that may seem. So if you could please do that uh, before we get into the show, I much appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Let's get into it. Peace. Peace. I'm Majestic. My brother, Justice Raji. Yeah. So, um, so we're gonna record and have a conversation. Uh, so, um, in the proceeding of this week, uh, Harry Belafonte passed away. Uh, I don't have his age at the moment, um, and I thought we should at least speak on it for a moment. Um, you know, and I, and I, the 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 thing that I thought about with, I mean was sort of the way I came to understand, you know, what, you know, uh, whatever his misgivings, uh, like where, where, what Harry, Belafonte, where Harry Belafonte fit within like civil rights stuff. Cause it was like, as a kid, it was like, yeah, black history in this person. And then it was like, Harry Belafonte. And I was like, I mean, the Dale song is fun. It's cool, but I don't know. Is this song alone, you know, and this is very like a child's eye, <laughs> you know, not knowing what you don't know. Uh, like, man, why, why are they, I mean, I guess he, yeah, I was like, because like, it would be like Martin Luther King, da, 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 Harry Belafonte. And I'm like, oh, you like great entertainers. Cool. You know, but then the the aspect that, you know, you know, raising funds for civil rights, you know, activities, um, you know, speaking out, you know, in public, you know, using when his own notoriety as a space to, speak about out about you know the civil rights movement and then pro you know uh whatever have you um and then something that uh i think is always prescient from that time is that like we today and even when we were kids i think i mean i think we we still we, i guess we had the cognitive space to know it but I, the more i think about it today and even what i know now like how actually dangerous it was for everyone involved to be out like flying around or driving around or being around and saying stuff like, you know, it, 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 it escapes us sometimes. And because of the way I think we are encouraged to talk about all this is we, we, we blot out that, um, you know, for the majority of the timing that we would call the civil rights movement era. Right. You know, if you go through to what, like, well, shoot, if you go to where you might say the civil rights movement ended in the violent death of Martin Luther King while he was exercising his civil rights to free speech, um, like, you know, right. you could die. And anyone involved could be, you know, harmed physically um, or otherwise. And, um, you know, you may be no, nothing may happen to anyone related to that. There may not be no legal thing. There may not be no recourse for your family, nothing. So, um, yeah, so I thought we should just tap in um on, on on Harry and and then you know, yeah, say a word or two and yeah, so what are some of your thoughts? 
Absolutely. Um, I mean, so to, to your point, like, and I still am kind of somewhat quizzical. I mean, I could go find out Google is my friend, but like, yo, you made all this money off of Dale. They like coming with one, go home. Like, did you make all your money off of that? Like, is it? like that's a incredibly, you know, I mean, it, obviously it's one of those songs that stays like they hit the cultural zeitgeist and in some ways hasn't left. Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> you can hear it in a, you could hear it in a movie today. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, And leveraging that to like, that would be like Chingy leveraging like that song he did like right here. And I can like stand like a, right, a civil Chiggy, rights icon. Right, Chiggy's like funding uh, social justice work all over America. Yeah. Off of, off like, of, off of royalties global, from right there. He's a, yeah, he's a global ambassador off of, off of a song where people start doing the, the chicken wing or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember. Yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we showing our age. Um, <laughs> but like... You know, thinking about, you know, this idea of leveraging your talent. Well, uh, one more thing about the the uh, song. Harry Belafonte was born and raised in Harlem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think sometimes it's part of this that can be like, oh, this dude that came straight from Jamaica did this song. Damn, damn. <laughs> like, he was born and raised in Harlem. Now, obviously, with uh, you know, what's in the family and, and family from the Caribbean. But I think, you know, like we often talk about, that's a really interesting point of the interplay of the diaspora. Mm-hmm. That someone <clears throat> born and raised in Harlem could make that kind of song. Um, where in later times we would look down on something like that. Like if <laughs> like an American artist <laughs> did a song like that, we'd be talking bullshit. Like, oh man, he's your faking. <clears throat> um, but you know, I think it was a it was a testament to to that. So anyway, so to, to think about going from okay, you did that, and now you're like a confidant for for Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and you're in some ways the bridge between the civil rights folks and some of the more activist folks. You know, like you're the person that gets them to sit down in a room when they don't like each other, mm-hmm. right? Like there's there's a lot there. Um, you know, well, we both looked at that piece. Maybe you can share a link to it or find a way to um that link to him sitting down with the brothers in in, in, Be- in Best Eye, brothers and sisters, and Best Eye to like talk to the brothers and sisters about what's going on and you know, hearing frankly how he was talking in like 69 and 70 about like white supremacy and capitalism and and you know, um I was just giving it up, you know, uh, and one small piece. And I know you'll add on is about, you know, in the clip, none other than Roxy Roker is talking, you know, is part of the the kind of public television newscast. And for folks, you know, that is the mother of Lenny Kravitz and Roxy Roker from the Jeffersons. You know what I mean? Um, so it was a really interesting way to see how all these things connected. Um, you know, obviously his support for Haiti. And, and then I'll jump all the way to, you know, you do We Are the World. You, you're putting everything together to get the brothers and sisters to be thinking about Africa and famine. And I guess on your off time, you produce Beat Street. 
You know, <laughs> like you're like you actually put together for most for many of us, depending on your age, the seminal hip hop movie. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, B Street and Breakers and, you know, B Street Breaking and Wild Style, not in that order, obviously, and for, for many. But, you know, those are seminal movies of hip hop. So not only while you're doing We Are the World and fighting, you know, uh, apartheid. You're also producing the seminal hip hop movie that impacted most of the ways that millions of people grew up to understand what hip hop was. And so, you know, I guess what I take from it is very similar to Randall Robinson conversation we had. You know, these brothers and sisters were operating as like living systems. Like they had a filament of activity that literally cuts across 50 and 60 years. Mm hmm. And I think when you think about movements and people use the term movements and, and social justice, you have to have the sustained impact of moving across multiple generations. It can't be, a, it, you know, it's challenging to have flame outs of five and 10 years. We all know the energy of being, people being like, oh, this person was a real force for four and a half years. Mm -hmm. And then they disappeared. You know, there becomes a lack of continuity in the quote unquote, the movement. So I think um, and I'd also be remiss to talk about at the end of his career where he's looking at all the violence, all, all, I mean, towards the end of his life, where he's looking at all the violence going on, you know, really getting organizers together and saying, what can we do about it? But more than just coming up with policy solutions, then saying, how do we get community members together and people together to center voices so that whatever the solutions are can really be something supported by the people who are being affected. And that led to the gathering for justice. Um, a lot of work that, you know, uh, you know, Mr. Belafonte came to Pittsburgh and spent some time here um, because of that work. And um, because of organizing that kind of gave birth to a lot of other things in this region um, that started to happen as well as nationally. So, you know, uh, kind of a testament to a man with a life well lived. Um, and again, really signifying for me this idea of how do you work across generations? And I pos I posit that to, to people listening, because everyone's listening to this, has some similar interests, not, not the same, <laughs> but if you're listening to us, besides our, you know, uh, our biting wit, you know, <laughs> and our banter, you know, you probably care, you care about black people at some point <laughs> if you're listening to us. You care about black people, you care about original people. So, you know, how do we make sure that we are, you know, furthering the movement beyond the short term and look at the embodiment of Mr. Belafonte's life just in the same way we've talked about Randall Robinson and think about what does it mean to continue in the movement beyond the lights? So, you know, mm -hmm. kind of my take. Yeah. That's Pete. Yeah. Another thing I'll add that's, um, on the music tip, I realized that he had a whole bunch of other songs besides Dale song and all of some of that is in a genre and lanes that were not lanes that I, I travel in very well. So I don't want anybody, somebody like, you know, they listening to all the Belafonte at the Carnegie and, you know, sing, you know, and they like, you don't understand music justice. You need to open your lens. Like I understand. I'm making jokes, having fun. Ha ha. You know what I'm saying? I'm just telling you how, when you was in, at least when I was in like third or fourth grade, and they'd be like, and you, you know, so they lame all the luminaries, and then they'd be like, Harry Belafonte. And I'd be like, Harry Belafonte, he's up there. I wonder what he did. And then it'd be like, Dale saw. That's what they told us. 
know what I'm saying? Yeah, they set but, you up for failure, man. Which is like the Dale song is dope, but I, but it's a thing I think about with how we teach history of people, right? And then even with how we even get into how we talk about like you know what you're supposed to do, you know, kind of like how, kind of life you're gonna live, and all these other things with with young people. But what we end up modeling, and I I, I could imagine a lot of other black children. I can't imagine some things that get modeled to them now. Where you'll be like, oh, this person's important. And you'll be like, why? I don't know. Nobody really explained. They just told me that person was important. And then they showed me one or two things. And according to them, that person's important. But I don't really know why they're important. And therefore, you know, you you know, then fast forward, you find somebody on Twitter talking about, you know what I'm saying? You know, everybody, you know, our ancestors was, was basically, our ancestors was soft. They go for anything. And why? You're just saying all kinds of wild stuff. And they'd be like, oh, it's because you don't. <laughs> You know, I'd be salty. You know, I, I take that stuff personally. I'm like, man, I wish you would. Uh, <laughs> I am not my ancestors. They can get these hands. Though. Right. I'd be like, like uh, you know. you're not. If you were giving them his hands, you wouldn't even be talking about it. Right. You just be, <laughs> hands just be out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's just ridiculous. And so, you know, you know, I, it's a, it's as we get to this place where I mean, and and many, you know. Folks of you know that age, you know, if, they, if you were born in the twenties or thirties, you know what I'm saying? We we we're you know we're we're moving to the place where we're not going to have you here anymore. Um, even if you know, definitely forty, I mean forty two, but you know what I'm saying? Like, folks is going to be passing away. Um, names are going to be coming up, and you know, not wanting their the parts of their story be lost to history, you know, the good and the bad, you know, you know, Harry, you know, you know, didn't have the most earth kit, didn't have the best thing to say about brother Harry. You know what I'm saying? I just, you know, I don't want to be all up in folks business, but just saying, you know, for the record, because somebody going to ask, you know, just to be reading, I'd be knowing stuff. Um, but the, um, the, the, the overall, you know, you know, like I said, life practice that we, adhere to is, you know, try to take the best part for yourself, you know, and as me understand the poor and the worst parts, you know what I mean? Like what happened with that? Like why, you know, get something from it so that you don't repeat unsavory, unhealthy uh, history and or ideas. You know what I mean? So you can leave, you can leave that stuff in the back. You don't got to bring that with you. You know what I'm saying? You're like, Oh yeah, you need to know that happened with that person. You know what I'm saying? But you don't got to take it with you. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. So, you know, respects, you know, to, you know, his friends, family, Folks that may be mourning his loss at a deeper level than 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 you know us that I could have access to as a as as just a private citizen in in America. You know what I'm saying in the U.S. of A. You know, the, go watch B Street. Right, go watch B Street. <laughs> B Street, the beat of the street. It is so much like the idea now. Like I'm, I'm so about to go back and watch it. And now the other guy that was in the well, because you had Lee, and Lee was like, you know, super cool. And Lee was like one of them guys when you, we was like six or seven or eight. Everybody wanted to be like Lee because Lee was already out there with his Playboy hat on. He was already break dancing. Right. You know, he was hip. You know what I mean? Uh, He's like, come on, man. You don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the streetwise, spunky younger brother, man. You know, what happened to that character? Do we still have that character in movies? You know what I'm saying? No, and you're right because it that was a really big part of black movies, the streetwise younger brother that was like 
you know, provided the banter and provided like the kind of other energy. It wasn't like the older brother. It was yeah. always like the younger brother. The older brother had too much responsibility, man. He was out here trying to protect the family. So the younger yeah, brother. Yeah, the older brother downtown hanging out with, with Irene Cara, was it? Somebody, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. like he's downtown, you know what I mean? Drinking, you know, having the first wave of drinking coffee. Right. At least in the American context, not the first wave in the religion. You know, right, right, right. <laughs> so I always kind of remember that because we'd be like, he was down there drinking coffee in 84. Right. People been drinking coffee for thousands of years, dog. Like, <laughs> really old tradition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time and memorial is one of them, like, you know, you have the story of when the when the coffee started being, you might not have the, the exact data points because it's so long back, but. Yeah, so I'm using I'm using it in an American uh consumer context. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh it's definitely important. I think, you know, B Street and all those in wild style and and even breaking, I mean breaking a little less so, but I mean I think uh, you know, it showed the West Coast form of of, of, of lifestyle. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah. uh I think what's important, you know. Um those those movies are important for us to frame what were these primary images of hip hop and how, how were people trying to capture the lifestyle and culture of, you know, New York in the eighties, man. So yeah, go check it out and go listen to Belafonte at the Carnegie as well as Dale. Indeed. So I'm going to frame this next contract actually in a New York window. Cause that to me is the okay. most fun way to talk about these NBA playoffs. So uh, I've already, I guess it is. I've already <laughs> sent in a petition uh, uh, more of a, a not really a petition, more of oh, an exploratory uh, memo to oh. the to the national committee of Nickdom to see if I could come out of fan retirement. You know what I'm saying? Because my feelings been hurt. I told I told people, I, you know, it's a couple people. Shout out to uh, you know uh, to uh, well another brother named brother Justice, but uh, you would know uh, where's why can't I say his name right now? Well. I just it'll it'll come to me in a minute. I already sent uh, uh, Apple. Well, well, you know, you know, Supreme Supreme Unique is running around here, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all like relapsed in in present Nick fans is having a moment, Jack. Look, I I, the joy I've seen in others once uh, is making me like I feel like I can love again. I feel like I I can put myself back out there, man. Like maybe maybe I maybe I didn't miss my chance. You know what I'm saying? To just bask just got in the his fun. groove back. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like right, I'm like I'm like yo, man, it, it looked like fun over there. I want to be over there with them. Like yeah, Nick, let's go. I'm gonna put my hat on sideways. Put my Tims on in the house. You know what, bing what I'm saying? Because <laughs> you know that big bong shit is hilarious. Yeah, this this is fantastic. And so, you know, the Knicks won a playoff series, man. Who knew? And not only won, they kind of won in convincing fashion. Like, yo, like, yo, we was better than them. Almost. I was like, get out of here, Knicks. Look at y'all. You yeah, know what I mean? Man. So I didn't see that. I mean, I thought they could win the series. I thought they were, you know, you know, I didn't think Cleveland was better than them. But, you know, I just had to, I got to, I got to speak from the heart on this one. Because, you know, being a Knicks fan was hard, 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 hard sledding by the end of the 90s, man. I had to, I had to get out. I just had to get out the game. Like, man, I can't take this no more. My feelings is hurt. Then they, you know, yeah. 20 years of misery, most, more or less. It was so much, it was so much potential only to never, to have it snatched. It was like always like, vic, you know, defeat snatched from the joys of victory, from the mouth of victory, like, 
Yeah, it was uncanny actually. Uh, uh, how much like it just wasn't good. Um, you, normally in these situations, you tend to think the team that has the best player on it probably is going to win, right? Especially with some of these super heroic things we've been seeing early in the playoffs, like you know, playoff Jimmy Butler, you know, uh, Jamal Murray, playoff Jamal Murray, like mm-hmm. it looks like bubble Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. So you, you tend to think whoever got the best player is going to do something to like change the nature of this. And I would argue the best player on the floor when the Cavs played the Knicks is Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, should be. He definitely he is. should be. Yeah. But the best player was Jalen Brunson. Yep. <laughs> like, Jalen Brunson is the best player on the floor. Um, and the Knicks as a team. Um, have the personality and they have the, the DNA of Thibs and, you know, they have the DNA of a team that can get to the second or third round with some togetherness because they play together, they're scrappy, they're thoughtful. You have a real point guard, which again, a lot of times in the league now, because a lot of folks are so multi-talented, you don't have like true point guards. Mm-hmm. Right? You got people that can dribble. Right, like LeBron James can dribble, right? Kevin Durant can bring the <laughs> the ball up the floor. They are not point guards. Yeah, yeah. You know, so besides your CPs, your Kyries, you know, uh, you know, your Devin, you know, your, not even Devin Booker, pardon me, CPs, Kyries, like, you can list them, but there's not a lot of classic point guards. Yeah, they don't really they're just guys that can more. shoot. They're short guys that can shoot. <laughs> It is short for what we're talking about. Right, sure for NBA people, which are giant yeah, people. Yeah, sure. Right. Just Most of y'all, they're bigger than you. So just in case you're right. here. To get, like, to get yeah, some I context there. But, so, so yeah. So I just think it's a it's a great team. Um, and I think it brings something back to a town that's been that, that you know, listen, between, between you know, the Jets getting the old man and you know, y'all winning the series. New York is back. James. Yeah, I'm saying we got here. Let's go, Dicks. Although I, yeah, I plan to. I plan to. Well, I got a lot Ooh, of yeah, shot Freud for the for the Jets situation. But you know, you know, in terms of the Dicks, I'm like, I, I don't got no t-shirts oh, no yeah, more. I, know, yeah. I don't got. I even got like an old Scully nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I'm like, damn man. Like, I feel like I want to get back in here, man, and have a rooting interest. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, man, they're 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 a team. That to some degree will be good. Now Tibbs has a yeah, he's got a history. To me, he has a ceiling. Beating beating the hell out of his own players, and then that's you know, then they tap out. But <laughs> you know, just yeah. you know, keep it keep it in the buck. You know what I'm saying? But you know, Tibbs' ceiling is, is conference finals. You know what I mean? Which they they realistically should they shouldn't lose to Miami. Miami got got the okie doke on the Bucks when Giannis missed them games, and then it was like, oh man, y'all. We 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 but that ended up also boot and holder, you know, he kinda did some old regular some some pre winning the title boot and holder stuff where you don't seem you seem to refuse to change and adapt to the situation. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I think he might be out of there, man. Cause it's yeah. like they should have they should win the they should I mean it if what's the name was fully healthy, not Giannis before, but they, they still Middleton. should Middleton, yeah. yeah. They they should have won the East. 
last year. I and think so, but here's what I'm going to say about that. I think they're really good, but I don't think they're dynamic. I'll take that. Um, I think that they're good. Like, they have, generally speaking, unless, and frankly, unless they're playing anybody, they have the best, strongest guy on the floor. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, the guy takes two steps from the from the foul line to dunk. Right? <laughs> like, um, but I think the pieces that they need are getting, they're getting a year older. And I think to your point about Budenholzer, they're not, they're not as dynamic as say the Celtics, you know, um, which is going to be their challenge. And they're not as dynamic as teams in the West, frankly. Right. So I think, you know, that that's where they are. I think they had the window and they're always in the window. But don't get me wrong, but I do think they could find themselves like unless they retool smartly. Being one of many teams in the East versus the team in the East, because I think we all think it's like, oh, it was the Bucks and the Celtics and then kind of like the Sixers. Right. But, you know, everybody's always one trade away from this whole thing being flipped up to um, speaking of. The Sixers, um, you know. Uh, you know, I think there's no there's no question Embiid is is when he is in and healthy, which is the biggest asterisk ever. Yeah, you know, he is controlling the game in a way that folks haven't seen in a while. Um, it's looking frightfully remind like reminiscent of last year, and that you know he's already going to miss game one. This against the Celtics. Sixers don't have a chance without him doing that and being him. If they don't win, you know, it's always a thing that, uh, you know, Harden wants to go back to Houston, not pay taxes, um, <laughs> you know, and take and take advantage of all the Southern and Creole and Cajun hospitality that exists. <laughs> In, in, in the great state of Texas. Um, and then this question starts to be, is this Doc Rivers? Like, you know, he's a great guy to get you to a place, but can he take you over the hump? Kind of like the Tibbs conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, yeah, you got to look at it, you know, that he's, he's had the uh, similar, like, uh, without, you know, short of having KG, you know, to, to be the, the fulcrum, he hasn't had uh, the capacity to get past the conference finals or even sometimes the second round, um, you know, as, as as a head coach. And it's tough, too, because that, that's my other, you know, I'm like, man, it would, it would be kind of fun if the Sixers got to the finals, though. You know what I'm saying? I'd like the Sixers to get out the East. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't think the Knicks can get out of the East. You know, it, it's fun rooting for them. I think they should beat Miami, so they should get to the conference finals. I don't think they could beat. I don't think they should be Boston or or the Sixers in a seven game series, but you know, part of me is like, man, that would be fun if, if uh, the Sixers got to the finals. You know, you know, you know, because outside of the, that one team in Philadelphia, I got love for all the Philly team. You know what I'm saying? Sixers, <laughs> Flyers. The you team, know what I'm saying? The team who shall not be named. You know what I'm saying? The Phillies. You know what I'm saying? We out here. That other team. Yeah, I mean, I, Georgia, the, the Georgia Bulldogs North. Yeah, man, I don't, you know, the other team, man, I don't really rock with y'all, but you know what I'm saying? You know, the other three is cool. You know what I'm saying? Well, you were, you were gracious until they lost. 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah, add that. Like, man, hold that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you agree? I, I, I do have to say, just you know, I, I, I damn it, I, I hate them though, but they do a good job of picking people <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> and anyway, yeah, I mean, well, you know, you get, you gotta, you gotta respect. Sometimes you ain't losing because, because. You you're not losing because they're not good at what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, damn, they let they, the league don't let they, them get probably the best player in the draft at the at the ninth spot. It's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? It don't make no sense. Football. What are y'all doing? Right. But we had a good draft. They, but we you know we ain't gonna talk football right now. And, and so I guess also, and this is a hell of a closeout. Let's talk about Dylan Brooks and the Memphis. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 we do need to talk about that. Man. Oh, man. I do not want to be accused, and I don't want to be seen as being ageist. I don't want to fall into the familiar black tropes about, remember my day, when we used to walk to school <laughs> with no shoes on. <laughs> uphill. Both ways. Yeah, uphill and sled through only to read a book that didn't include anybody black. <clears throat> But we still did it. We were made of steel and iron ore, you know. Right. I don't want to. I don't want to drift into that. Um, I don't think you can escape though. The Memphis Grizzlies being the greatest example of contemporary youth culture, mm. and the results of contemporary youth culture. I'm not even going to go back in the job stuff. We talked about that. that I don't want to beat that into a hole because I think it starts to constant, constantly frame him by a set of experiences that shouldn't have to necessarily remain with him given if he changes activities. So I don't want to go back to that. However, even Dylan Brooks, even Desmond Bain, even the behaviors and the attitudes that the Grizzlies had, what they would call swagger, or being drippy or some variation of some term that was heard in a, you know, 21 Savage or Drake out, you know, uh, Amigo song. Um, it all ended up with y'all gave up in the third quarter of a game. Like y'all got beat so bad. Y'all gave up in the third quarter. I thought y'all was the guys that was supposed to have all the heart. Y'all was the guys that was supposed to be able to engineer a comeback. And for me, that was the most telling component of a organization that has some culture issues. And they're going to have to resolve those culture issues if they're if they think they're going to beat Denver, <laughs> if they think they're going to beat Phoenix in any kind of real way, you know. They're going to have to resolve their culture issues because it it it, it very well may result in being um, their undoing going forward. Uh, so yeah, man, I just had to had to say that because what whatever is going on there, and and but then you know, and then compounded with like I talk to the press, right? I'm Dylan Brooks. I talk to the press. I tell the press LeBron ain't shit. <laughs> LeBron, you know. LeBron's an old man, right? Mm -hmm. And then the last games where you lose and you can't stop him and you can't, you couldn't make a basket if your life depended on it. 
You don't want to talk to the press. So not only do you want to speak about things, you don't want to take accountability and responsibility for when you don't do well. Which I think if someone said exhibit, you know, 456 of the the Grizzlies issues would would be that playing the Lakers. The thing that gets me about it, and it's something, you know, I think it's somewhat of of sort of the interesting product, like byproduct of the way even like the league is constructed right now, right? Like um, you have a team like the Grizzlies who have all these young players who show a lot of promise. Um, and, you know, I would say most folks would say they almost immediately exceeded expectations. Like when they were, you know, cause that first, like whatever, first like season I had where they were like, Oh no, the Grizzlies are like a competitive team. Like right now, like, you know, they may not be championship ready, but they are a tough out. And then this year, you know, in a, in a jumble where I think a lot of those teams are all closer together than, than the amount of slots would present. But you, you, you get to mouthing off and saying, "Oh, well, we're better than this team and that team, and we're not worried." And but you haven't like you haven't really done nothing. And it's okay, I, you know. I'm all for you know. I mean, by the time people hear this recording, depending on how they listen to them, they will hear that you know. I'm I'm not necessarily against people talking smack and saying wild stuff. You know, you just then gotta like sign up for everything that goes with it, which means like, yeah, man. We kind of, you know, I was running my mouth and, you know, you know, Jabron put his foot in my tail. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 you know, I told him I poked bears and all this other stuff. And then at the critical moment in the game, he bully balled me into the paint at 38 years old. You know, what I'm going to do? You know what I mean? They put me on the jumbo screen. This is, these are all Dylan Brooks. Names. They put me on the jumbo try. Like what I've done versus what he's done. They right. <laughs> like, you know, right. <laughs> they're like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being a character. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying wild stuff, you know, cool. We just got to get them next time, right? Like you at least, you know, all fair, all fair in the playing of the game, so to speak, right? where you go like, yeah, man, next, you know, next week, next year, we got to come back, da-da-da. But it's stuff even I watch with them, you know, like in that closing game, I mean, I guess, you know, I had a good game, you know, or a pretty good game on the, the prior game, if I remember correctly. Um. But, you know, in the game, elimination game, you had 10 points. And, like, didn't really seem to have any other answers besides, well, I'm going to do my John Morant. I'm going to just fly recklessly at the rim, which right. which is an endearing quality, you know, that someone like me respects, you know, reckless abandon and, <laughs> <in>, <laughs> like, flying into people. But then there's a part where you go, like, yeah, you got to have a, something more than just a reckless abandon, fam. Like, you need to have another play. Like, because the records abandoned, you know, it's great. It's a great psychological, almost like psychological counter when you're winning, I'm saying, or when you get getting above. But if you um, are not getting, you know, I mean, like if 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 it ain't working, like sometimes you just need a bucket, and you know, y'all like y'all just need to run a good play, like or whatever. Um, you know, they and they definitely get a bit of the, the front runner energy. And I think it's the thing that I think just years of watching basketball and, and I'll wrap on this so we can close is like, you know, teams window to do whatever they're gonna do is never as long as they think it is. And sometimes, you know, you just do have some promise, but that's 
you know, it's like Jaron Jackson, you know, I guess he got defensive player of the year this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it's sometimes he, he don't seem, you know, the, the fouls still sometimes, which are better than years before, but even like they, they, they all just got a bit of that front runnery energy to me. Where like when it's going good, that it's all like yeah, and then when it's starting to fall apart, like they only got the same energy, but it don't matter because now you're losing. I mean, you really did like lose by that almost forty, or or was forty. You like, lost was, by forty. It was out of control. Like, I mean, I think you know, I think the Lakers, as as they finally constituted, are a much better team than they started with at the beginning of the season. I don't know if they that much better, but hmm. it don't matter at this point because you just got eliminated. Though you know. Enjoy the enjoy the projects. <laughs> like, go have, have, well, I guess that's more when you when you when you get out the league. That's that's that 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 particular piece. That's the the reference. The you know what I'm saying you can go, go back right. wherever. wherever well, right. Went. Enjoy Punta Cana. Enjoy Punta Cana. One, two, Bart's. three. Cancun. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> Tulum. I think Tulum. That's the new place. Yeah. Tulum is Tulum is the favorite. You know what I'm saying? Go to Tulum. Uh, you know wherever it is you about to go, spend some money and think like you like the Mayan ruins. Yeah, like that's oh, always man. fascinating. But everyone's like, "Was that the Mayan ruins?" Felt spiritual. <laughs> Did you? I have Did you doing. really? I'm not good. Oh, I mean, is this for Instagram? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I've never been on one of them trips. You know what I'm saying? That, that's what I, the clothes I came. We didn't go to no ruins. We just I just enjoyed a really beautiful beach in the Bahamas, and I didn't really take no pictures of it because I just enjoyed it. <laughs> with the person I came back. I didn't, I didn't. It was for you. I didn't That's feel what... like I needed to tell y'all. I did have a, some delicious food by the beach as well. And again, I didn't feel like I needed to let y'all know about it. <laughs> but, you know, it was a great experience. I, I would like to go back. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, so, you know, farewell to the Grizzlies. Um, I think Denver might go ahead and get out the out the West. Just as a, a, a that was my 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 thought. I'm, I'm not 100 percent convinced. But I'm a little closer on it. I mean, we ain't even mentioned uh, the Kings in the other series, but you know, we gotta save something for later. So you know, can't do it all. All right. Well, I don't know. You know, be safe out there, everybody, and uh, just yes, talk to you next let's time. Go. So, and watch B Street. Yeah, watch B watch Street. Watch B Street. <laughs> and listen to Dale. Uh, right. Listen to that, man. <laughs> you know. Anyway, yeah, man. You gotta listen. To them. So get into it too. Don't don't let don't let uh whatever you might feel about people's the 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 as we say in the um the white gaze to to not let you in, engage with them traditional rhythms and stuff in there that, you know, have a, a, a mid-century twist. You know what I'm saying? Get up in there with that. You know what I'm saying? So, all right. <laughs> Before I say too much. Peace. Thank you for listening to Good Brothers. Thank you for my good brother, I'm Justin. Uh, rating, subscribing, if you're listening, and 
Thursday. Thank you.